This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Hey, it's ODB. You're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast, also known as OLP. This podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Custom Car Show Productions. They have three events now. They've had multiple over the years, including their flagship event every June in Biloxi, Mississippi, which is scraping the coast. They now also partner up with Sean Randall and team for Bayou Showdown. That's every November, the weekend before Thanksgiving in Slido, Louisiana. And don't forget, they team up with Keg Media and team for Orange Beach Invasion. That's typically every March in, simply, Orange Beach, Alabama, Orange Beach Invasion. Stay on the rise. Enjoy this episode. Yo, 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 yo. It's our Lifestyle Podcast, episode 305. Thanks for everyone for coming back and rocking with us. We got a jam-packed episode, and I want to thank, again, Custom Car Show Productions, Their next two events, one the weekend before Thanksgiving, Slidell, Louisiana. That's this year. And then, of course, into next year, uh, towards the end of March, they did announce March 24th through the 26th in Orange Beach, Alabama, at the Wharf, Orange Beach Invasion 2023. We're looking forward to both of these. Much more to come. Big ups to Custom Car Show Productions. So, Miggity Mike, the mayor, is out again. Like I said, Dude, the guy does not stop gallivanting. If he's not gallivanting city to city, event to event, then he is focused on something called fantasy football. Now, he keeps saying somehow that helps OLP, and I was like, I just nod along going, yeah, Mike, that's that's exactly what our listeners want to hear about, you know, pro football talk. I mean, let's be honest, right? I said, uh, next, we might as well go to guns, wrestling, fishing, uh, some you know, maybe some politics, you know, and then we'll really get the listener base, you know, uh, ramped up with more listeners. <laughs> Anyways, he is out. Uh, this week I, I had kind of a, a shorter window to get all the recordings done. So I wanted to get it done now at the end of the week is mom Dukes, birthday, AKA born day. So we're going to be uh, peeling away, doing a little bit of family stuff kind of towards the end of the week. So I need to keep this stuff, um, you know, uh, focused towards the beginning of the week. So again, thanks for everyone for coming back. If you uh, are here because of of Mark, or you just found us because the homies, the uh, the the senoritas, the chicas, you know, told you about it, then please um, uh, subscribe and or follow. It's totally free, as you know. Now on this episode, now on this episode, we are going to have Mark Bishop. Uh, Mark is. Uh, maybe a name that you don't know, depending on where you live, but Mark is a hardcore mini trucker. Literally. We'll see how that ties in a little bit later. Uh, He's been doing the damn thing. You know, I exchanged messages with him here and there. Last time we really sat down was that made a steal back in May here in central Florida. He's just a good dude. He's like I said, hardcore as hardcore as you're going to get from a mini trucker standpoint. So stick with us. You'll learn something new. I'm sure about Mark Bishop a good dude, and uh, looking forward to that audio. This audio overview, uh, or episode overview, rather, is brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. 
uh, please go out there and show some love. They feature real builds. And if you recall, uh, they just finished up their pre-sale. Uh, pre-sale kind of allows for you to order the talls, the bigger sizes, some of the different colors that they don't normally stock. If you go to H-A-M-M-E-R-D, you can go out there. And even though um, they finished the pre-sale pre-order, you can still go under that category. And that shows you the latest stuff, the Stay Hammered banners, the stickers, Stay Classy. And, uh, of course, you've got the... Uh, the Ram, which is the the truck that Ron Perkins owns, and you got the blue hot rod. So uh, check them out. But also, if you just go to t-shirts, you'll see Code Red, Dignalonis, Dangerous Water, Sequoia, so many others. A lot of classics. They do sometimes replenish some of the older ones, so check them out. All right, the general updates. And, you know, I do have, it's kind of nice when Mike does kind of kick me to the curb I really tried to ratchet him down the other day and twist his arm and be like, yo, can we, you know, like if I call you, can you at least answer? And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't text. You know, I, during normal hours, if I'm working, sometimes I do have my, on iPhone, you can turn on focus and the focus, you know, you can then basically weed through certain apps, like certain apps, you'll get notified. You know, you can have your texts as, you know, kind of come in as, as what they call, I think silent or something where it doesn't notify you and stuff. So I do usually use that, but Mike, he just silences everything. So you'll try to get a hold of him, and he's like, no, nope, it's my time. And you're like, yeah, but you called me the other day on my time, and you were trying to track me down. It's like, got to reciprocate, Mike. So uh, Miggity Mike, like I said, can't get a hold of him. I did text him, and uh, he just said FF, and I was like, what the hell? I thought he was like talking about Forbidden Fantasy, and it was like no fantasy football. And I was like, man, dude, I'm out, bro. I'm out. And Mike's out again. So we're going to have to see what's going to happen with his status. I'm getting serious here. Um, you know, we haven't went over his mid-year review yet. We might have to do it on the air the next episode or two if we can even get a hold of him and see what uh, what the hell's going on. Maybe his performance is, what's the word, degraded enough that we can finally kind of ax him off you know, do a, what do they call it, like a Tanya Harding deal and clip him out. So, you know, we'll see. But the general updates, when I get a chance to go over some things, just in general, I always love doing this. You guys know it. So a couple things. Dr. Dre and team, they win a pretty pre a prestigious award. And now Eminem is close to achieving the EGOT status, E-G-O-T. So... Rollingstone.com, Eminem just added another award to his already vast trophy case. I know he's chasing trophies like Mike Murray. The Detroit rapper, along with Dre, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar, 50, Cent, and Mary J, won a 2022 Creative Emmy or Creative Arts Emmy Award for their participation in this year's Super Bowl halftime performance. The star-studded 14-minute set won an award for Outstanding Variety Special during the two-day awards showcase. With this week's win, Slim Shady is now only a Tony Award away from the Entertainment World's Grand Slam, which is EGOT. Now, I did not know what this was until I saw this, which is Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Uh, it does go on to say that in total, he's won 15 Grammys, and he's been nominated, get this, 44 times. Insane. So, Pretty cool stuff. The other thing that I thought was awesome is, you know, Eminem gets a lot of hate, especially from the younger kinfolk and, 
you know, all these, you know, these different radio and podcast hosts, um, you know, they're hip hop connoisseurs, you know, they kind of hate on Eminem a lot because they're like, hey, you know, hip hop is, you know, it's kind of more of a African American thing and that's where it started. So they kind of feel like, well, how could Slim Shady be the, you know, the, the, arguably the best ever, right? And, you know, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of hate there. But the interesting thing is that the rumor had come out that 50 Cent, that Eminem wasn't going to perform unless 50 Cent got a piece of the pie to come in, right? And, of course, Dre and M went 50-50 on 50 back in the day, and they signed them. And that, of course, was a huge success, you know. If you think back to Get Rich or Dry Tryin' and really the legacy that 50 left behind still makes music not enough, I don't think, but then in turn, you know, goes in to the, do the TV stuff. But, you know, he's he's definitely a big act. And for Eminem to stand up and say, hey, look, I'm not going to perform unless 50 Cent can come in here, I thought that was pretty awesome. But 50 Cent had tweeted out, and he gave a lot of props to M. And it's kind of cool. This is something that I think even kind of ties into our mini truck scene you know, oftentimes I'll sometimes share stuff on my story and people are like, oh man, you know, what's going on with ODB? You know, is he, is he going crazy and stuff? <clears throat> yeah, I think my brain's a little crazy. I think you guys know that. But if you think about like in hip hop, you know, everybody's got, you know, if you, I mean, in music in general, but like specific to hip hop, everybody has an opinion. It's like, you know, you can post like Bob Deep or, Cypress Hill or Nas or Jay-Z and, you know, you're going to have a million comments, right? And even though that's good engagement, I've just never been one to like want to post that kind of stuff. On Twitter a lot, I'll see people like, oh, you know, what's albums better or pick one of these four. And it's like, I don't get down with just engaging with random people and arguing about which album's better, right? But in hip hop, when you look at the people that have been in hip hop for 25, 30 years, some of the all time greats, like a Rock M, like a Big Daddy Kane, right? These guys from the 80s, you know, even, I don't know that KRS One's ever went on the record, but like Ice T, for instance, uh, you know, Dr. Dre, of course, and, and things like that. When they say, hey, Eminem, Slim Shady is one of the greatest. Now, Dre obviously is, is a little biased, right? Because he, he signed them. But, if, you know, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, uh, even some of the kind of the mid-90s, late-90s, the newcomers like uh, Crooked Eye, which kind of became King Crooked. You know, he's arguably one of the best lyricists of all time. When these guys say Eminem is the greatest, right, or one of the best, you know, that goes a long way. So what happens is you have these podcasters and you have these uh, radio show hosts that kind of control a lot of these different uh, – mediums, you know, they can bring in new little, um, you know, they they could bring in new podcasts. There's one I listen to, like the Gangster Chronicles, and it's like MC8 and and a couple other guys and stuff. A lot of those are, they come from this one guy that that is on a morning show. And I don't really like the guy. I know he hates Eminem. But, you know, he's kind of a tool overall. But, like, some of these guys, they get the clout. And... You know, I'm talking about hip hop, and they get this clout, and they rise up to the top, and then it's like people, especially younger people, they they listen to their opinions, and it's like, yeah, just because you don't like someone doesn't mean that they're not super highly skilled. You know, um, I'm not the biggest Kanye West fan, really haven't been since he kind of went crazy many years ago. Listen to his first couple albums, okay, cool, and some people are like, no, man, you know, you don't listen to 808 and Heartbreaks and this and that. 
I'm like, nah, I don't. I just don't. You know, he produced a whole EP or album for Nas, and I was like, mm, not listening to it, right? That's just the way my mind is. But I can't take away that, I mean, he really is a good artist. You know, again, I don't agree with all the stuff he may do, and it just, you know, wearing the ski masks everywhere. Like, I don't understand any of that, but I guess it is what it is. But I say all that because even in the truck scene, you know, I, I love doing the podcast, but I think it's important to remember that, like, my opinion isn't uh, the gospel, you know. It's, you know, we like to talk about stuff, but I would always encourage people, like, listen to people that have been around, you know. When you listen to a podcast or if somebody's going, hey, I would buy a Chevy versus a Ford. I mean, if it's just some Joe Blow that, like, makes YouTube videos that really has no clue which one's better and doesn't give you any substance, why do you listen to their opinion? And I think that's what happens a lot in hip-hop. You know, Eminem gets a ton of hate. But if you look at, you know, a lot of his, he doesn't make a lot of appearances, but, like, he always gives he always gives um, love to the old-school artist. Uh, there's a DOC documentary coming out that I can't wait to see. And, of course, DOC that, you know, was loosely tied with NWA but kind of helped at the infancy of Death Row. And, uh, you know, think about on Nothing But A G Thing, like like the DOC, nobody can do it better. Uh, the DOC, of course, lost his voice, but I say like there's this documentary coming out about him, and Eminem has a, a part in there where they're talking to him, and he's like, and he starts like rapping the DOC's track, and he goes, "Yo, DOC, come over here," and he asks him a question. He's like, "Did you say this or this?" And he goes, "Ah," and DOC's laughing. I mean, DOC's one of the greatest ever. And these guys, you know, they they respect Eminem for the hustle and the longevity. I mean, let's be honest. There's only a few guys out there, I think, that have that longevity, like Busta Rhymes, uh, like KRS-One, like Eminem. But Eminem is on that higher tier of continuing to sell. So anyways, I say all that because, again, people get some hate. M certainly gets it. And I kind of understand how that can also flow over to, like, you know, the hot rod scene and stuff, you know. Just take... A lot of things that people say is a grain of salt. It doesn't mean it's the gospel. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, speaking of Eminem, he did drop another uh, new track, verse, whatever you want to call it. It's not a huge fan of Kanye West, as I mentioned. Not even really a huge fan of DJ Khaled. You know, uh, I know this guy makes all kinds of money, and he gets to now partner with Jordan and release shoes and do all this cool stuff. And, like, I kind of go, is DJ Khaled really that talented? I mean, he's like a DJ, you know? Uh, sure, he produces music, and he's more talented than I am. But anyways, his new album, he was able to get a song from M, Dre, and Kanye West. Now, you can check it out on Spotify if you want. One thing stands out to me, though, although M gets or did, of course, in the past get a lot of hate from various groups for his lyrics and all that crap, um, he, he basically showcases on this track that he could pretty much rap about anything, including religion. So it's kind of a religious type track. He keeps it clean, of course, which I think is great. Um, ironically enough, a lot of times Dre, he'll you'll see photos that'll come out of him in the studio with people. And there was a photo one day, I think it was it was Dre, Kanye West, and Eminem. And, you know, hip hop goes wild, like, oh man, what are they working on? And rarely does anything manifest from it. You know, Dre is most OCD person probably in music and there's so much music that apparently he works on and he never releases, which is insane. But this is one of those tracks that did come out. So check it out. I think it's kind of short. I don't think it's the greatest, 
But I do like M's verse. I mean, his lyricism and, and how things flow, I think it was pretty cool. Next, talking about the general updates here, uh, I did go to Randy Frederick's uh, barbecue on Labor Day Sunday. So shout out to Randy. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. We had him on episode 300 when he was coming across the country in the nine tray dually, the OBS, kind of the time capsule that he picked up. Uh, he had told me several months ago that, hey, I'm going to be having this little deal. And I was kind of excited about it. A little bit of a drive. I'd say about 90 miles. Uh, being that I had Monday off, I said, you know what? I'm going to go do it. And uh, later in the afternoon, of course, peeled out of town and cruised over. And it was pretty cool seeing, you know, Chuck, Mike Barsha, you know, Tim Todd, of course. No strangers. They were on 300 as well. Uh, Randy, you know, it was his crib with his awesome wife. I know Jay uh, Church was over there mixing stuff up as far as the food. Donnie Domino, Matt, Michelle. I got a chance to meet Don. I had I don't think I ever talked to Don. Don's got a burb from back in the day, black and blue. Uh, Chuck Dog was there. A guy from NC, Georgia, a real cool dude I got a chance to talk to. Uh, I'm trying to think who else that I may miss. Oh, Scotty the Body. You know, he was there too. So I'm, I'm sure I'm missing maybe a person or two, and I apologize, but just kind of going through mentally here off the dome and had a good time. Got a chance to talk about uh, cars and trucks. There was a guy named Chris too. Got a chance to meet Chris and, you know, talking, you know, old school stuff. Uh, Chris did the interior and some of the interior stuff in Randy's um, OBS truck that he got, you know, that he sold. Uh, that had some of the plaid seats and the killer stereo behind that bench seat. Of course, it was body on billets and very cool truck. Randy sold it, kind of, you know, pulling together some other projects. But, you know, Chris was super cool. And I was like, yo, started talking about Lincoln's old school car alarms. And he's like, yo, let's do a 90s deal, man, on your truck. And I said, man, sign me up. So uh, we'll see what kind of manifests from there. But thanks to Randy. Uh, he's Bow B O W number two N C on Instagram. Good dude. He of course also had Tuck Lugs, and that uh, we've established. You know, he had sold that, and that is now up with Chris Schmidt. I know Chris has been doing a bunch of stuff, and um, I know he was tinker- tinkering with the Accuair for a minute. I had given him some feedback, and I think he ended up talking with either Jimmy at Jimmy's Run and Customs, or maybe it was Ryan and Accuair. Shout out to Accuair, my favorite air suspension management in the industry. And he was able to kind of get a couple things there tidied up. But anyways, thanks to Randy for having me over. It's always cool seeing what you got going on over there. Tons of a cool um, mini truck stuff and stuff in general for trucks. So two thumbs up, had a great time. The last general update that I have, I know this is like the longest segment ever for uh, ODB, but uh, September 11th is upon us. And I did not want to forget, you know, this weekend is uh, Sunday, September 11th, and, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for. Of course, that was a horrible day in our nation's history, but I want to just give a huge salute to the first responders, military personnel, you know, veterans, those that have given the ultimate sacrifice, the real true patriots. I know uh, Jay Church was there. He's uh, in law enforcement and whatnot, and, uh, you know, definitely thank everyone for helping keep our country safe. And keeping us uh, free, the good old US of A, September 11th, rest in peace to those that we lost, God, 21 years ago. If you've never been the ground zero, I've been one time, I highly suggest that you make that happen one day. Rest in peace. 
The general updates is brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. If you have a photo or some artwork that you want to put on a skate deck, look no further. Hit up Joey Dilworth at Get Decked, and uh, he will get you squared away. If you're a show promoter and you want to put some artwork on a skate deck to add to your portfolio of merchandise, 100% certainly hit up Joey at Get Deck. All right, next we got the last episode recap, and I want to thank Kerry Iacino. He lended a few minutes of his time to kind of come back on and do like the intro to the, I don't know, I guess I'll call it legacy audio, you know, the audio from four years back, right? And try not to call it a best of because then people say, ah, best of, I probably already heard it. But it was cool to link back up with Kerry. You know, I keep in contact with him and he's a good dude. And when I think back to a shop that really made a mark in our scene that pushed the limits with the bigger wheels and the, quote, stock floor body drops, I think we owe a lot of gratitude to Kerry and team at IF Customs. That's why we highlighted him. He's a great guy. I also wanted to kind of throw that out there, uh, that he's in the insurance business. Some of you knew that, but if you need insurance on your business or car or hot rod, you heard him. Uh, go back and listen to it. He can, uh, I'm sure, do the best he can to help you out and uh, hit up Kerry Iacino. He's not on Instagram or social media, I don't think, too much, but um, we certainly appreciate it. We always try to tag him. There's two Instagrams. There's the OG IF Customs, and then there's Kerry's, which is like IF Customs, I think usually tag both, but shout out to him and, you know, a lot of the guys he was close with, including down the earth, a lot of good dudes. Uh, they all rolled with Carrie and he rolled with them and the good people. That's the episode 3304 recap brought to you by our family at Lone Star Throwdown. Lone Star Throwdown is the biggest, baddest truck show in the world that's in Conroe, Texas, and it's the last weekend in February 2023. Of course, it's the last weekend in February every year. But uh, if you look at um, the calendar, I think it's the 24th, the 25th, and 26th. That would be the last weekend next year. Even to, even if you didn't get a chance to register, they sold out in record time this year. Just know that you can fly out or just gallivant in on town, uh, rent a car, drive your truck, whatever. There's a lot of cool stuff to do, a lot of great restaurants around there, and um, you're not going to be disappointed. There's a little bit of indoor uh, stuff there. There's tons of vendors. I mean, you could easily spend a lot of money buying shirts, buying the cool stuff that's for sale, parts, you name it. AccuWare is one of the big names out there, so hopefully we'll see you at Lone Star Throwdown 2023, which I believe is the 11th annual. I do want to give a shout-out, too, to Lone Star Throwdown. They started the uh, a new show, and Mike and I have briefly hit on it, but it's Classic Truck Throwdown. Classic Truck Throwdown, CTT for short. They're on Instagram. Classic Truck Throwdown plans to bring together the best vendors, builders, and participants. Show will be held Conroe, same bat time, same bat channel, kind of. It's in Conroe, it's at the same venue, and it's June 30th through July 2nd, and that's 2023, so a little less than a year. That's the other show. Shout out to the LST family. All right, trivia with Mike, and guess what? Because Mike's out, I'm going to ask Mark the question a little bit later, 
and I'm going to see if he knows. I'm going to kind of maybe do one that he may know, he may not, and we'll see. And if he gets it right, we'll trickle that tick mark down the mic, and that might help his employee performance. I mean, can't really call him an employee, but uh, you know, his, his performance here, his mid-year performance, uh, might just barely get him into like the, the mid-tier. So if he doesn't cut it, we might have to just let him go and maybe bring on someone else like DJ Mays from Twitch, DJ Mays Radio. We'll have to see, but we'll ask the question a little bit later. Regardless, I want to give a huge shout-out to AccuWare. They sponsor us as well. They're great people. If you go to AccuWare.com, you can buy shirts. You can buy all kinds of cool stuff, including air fresheners. If you go to AccuWare Life, you can uh, submit uh, under Get Featured your build. You can add your name, email, Instagram handle, and also the photography uh, photographer Instagram handle. Uh, you upload the photo, and, <coughs> and you're giving AccuWare full permission to use the uploaded material, so don't upload any kind of bad stuff, guys. You know what I mean? Like Mike would, okay, or Hank. So uh, get out there, AccuWare.com, good people. All right, so next we got the scene updates. There's always good stuff going on. Um, although I don't find myself online as much these days, I do go on a couple minutes here and there, and uh, I do save some things. Um, I know I also miss out. I know sometimes people, you know, they hit me up in Messenger, and I try to do my best to look at those. But with Instagram and OLP and, and, and Lincoln Addict and, and this and that, you know, there's like tons of messages, and I do try to look at them all. It's just not always easy. But um, if you do have something, send it to us, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com. It's easy. Or you can click the email in the Instagram bio and, and shoot it over to us. I really, really, really would appreciate it. It helps me because, again, I can't see all this stuff. Uh, there's a lot going on. So, here's one, Justin Santos. Um, <coughs> here's one I saw. Scott Bunselmeyer is uh, adding some sick interior to his awesome Mazda. He's got one of my favorite trucks in the truck scene, and uh, I love this guy does a lot of it himself, if not all of it. He's a true hustler, and uh, love to see uh, his devotion to mini trucking. So it's pretty cool stuff. Matt Hodge, <coughs> Matt Hodgson, I love that he uh, received his new issue of the Japan Magazine, and what I thought was really awesome is his truck. Although he did recently announce that he's going to be selling it. His Colorado, one of the sickest trucks built, rightfully so, received a cover. And it's one of the unfortunate things when I was doing one of the flip-throughs the other day for YouTube, going through all the mini truck and magazine flip-throughs, I kind of had made a comment that it does somewhat suck that magazines are going away. I think we all agree that. Also, when I go to the, the supermarket... I just call it the supermarket. You know you're getting old when you call the grocery store the supermarket. I wonder if Mike has ever seen Supermarket Sweep. I bet he hasn't. But 
when I go to the grocery store and I'm at Publix and I look down on the magazines and I just see the few current magazines that we have in our scene, they're just sitting there. It's like, I wonder, did they send a lot of them to this location? Does nobody want them? I mean, hell, I saw SEMA booths having a hard time, not any particular one, but just giving collateral or a magazine to someone. People just don't even want it. So I sometimes wonder what's going to happen with magazines, but I say all that because I love Truck Trends, also known as now Custom Trucks Mag. This magazine, to me, is just insane. The amount of content, the page quality, the the true devotion to mini trucks, right? We haven't seen anything like this, in my opinion, since Mini Trucking Magazine. And I wish that more people could get their hands on these. Uh, of course, Matt's trucks on the newest cover. I get mine through Red Beard when we had him on. We talked about it, so he's kind of my plug, so to speak. And I'm so happy I can get them because I tell you what, man, you see this magazine and you go, wow. And I really wish they could up the distribution somehow here. You know, maybe they don't want to print more copies. Maybe just the shipping is way too expensive. I don't know. But certainly, if you can ever get a chance to get one of these uh, Custom Trucks mag, uh, dude, they're, they're insane. And, and tip of the cap to Matt, I love his truck. Whoever ends up with it, if he hasn't sold it already, is going to get a damn nice one. Speaking of that, Chad Luke, man, dude, I appreciate the shout-out. He said on August 31st, fun fact, five years ago, the single-cab version of the Tacoma was featured in Custom Trucks Mag, and now the, very, the same very month, it's on the cover of the newest issue that was released last week as the new four-door rebuild. Usually ODB <laughs> over at OLP catches this and will post it, but I'm going to have to do them. Uh, I'm going to have to beat it to him, or I'm going to have to beat him to it. ODB, got you this time. Ha ha. And that you did, brother. That's so cool. And it was weird because recently, not only this feature, but it almost, and I should have posted something about it, it kind of aligned too with the street truck stuff because something had popped up that I had posted. And I was like, wow. So I posted Chad's truck with the original feature, and then boom, it's in street trucks again. So that was kind of a cool thing, and um, dude, uh, to see a truck like this that's so nice, getting this much exposure to me is mind-blowing, so tip of the cap, he knows that. Chad, I appreciate you as a friend, as a homie, as a brother, as a mini trucker, but the commitment that he has, kind of like Eddie Gordy, you know, both of these guys take home some hardware from OLP, and that's not why they do it, but the dedication that Eddie's got on his build the dedication that Chad has. There's a lot of other ones out there. I mean, it's insane, the commitment. You know, Chad doing some of the bead rolling stuff and Eddie's over here chroming stuff like there's no tomorrow. I know Eddie's going for Mike's jugular. I'm just trying to keep Mike alive, okay? Mike thinks that, you know, that I'm just trying to really make him win a trophy, but I'm going, Mike, dude, if you don't start getting more billet and chrome done, you're done, dude. You might as well just sell your truck or crush it. Because Eddie's coming for your throat every show. Eddie knows that, right? But if I want to keep my buddy alive, you know what I'm saying? i got to lead him on some. So that's why we keep the, the deal going with Mike. But in all seriousness, Chad Luke, dude, bro, salute. When you think of a, a newer school mini that's toppling a lot of stuff. And, again, none of us do it for the awards. You know, we 
I think we a lot of us do it because we want to push the scene and see how far we can take this. That longevity I talked about with Eminem, you know, 20, 25 plus, still doing it, still breaking records. Uh, that's what these guys are doing. They're pushing the scene forward. And I never look at it and say, oh, man, it must be nice. Oh, man, I mean, he's got more chrome and he's got more. Dude, I look at it and say, bro, bless, man. Keep doing it. I want to see everybody follow their dreams, hit their goals, and make minis on the rise forever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, many if minis are on the downfall in five years, I've got nothing. I've got no uh, catchphrase. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So those are a couple that I wanted to share. I'm sure there's a lot that I missed, but it is what it is. Appreciate um, you know everybody out there always post the mini trucks. If some of these mini truck groups are going crazy, that's why I got to turn my phone off because I'll be on my phone ten hours a day. So I got I got to put the uh, the focus mode on and focus on putting out new content for OLP. The scene updates brought to you by the kinfolk at Garage Gear Clothing. You sometimes scratch your head and go, dang, ODV, you're talking about hammered weekend wear. What about Garage Gear Clothing? Yes, you heard this right. They offer free shipping. The holiday season is upon us. If you don't see Garage Gear Clothing at one of these events nationwide, hit them up, garagegearclothing.com. It is free shipping. They've got the, the kids stuff, the ladies on lock. They got the dudes. They got sport trucks. They got full sizes, minis, you name it, garagegearclothing.com. Next, we got the key show updates. Dude, so here's one. This is, this is what I tell people. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I miss them. Okay, so I need everyone to kind of keep me keep me honest out there. Okay, if there's a show that you're aware of that you're like, hey, are you, you know, why are you not talking about this show, man? You know, is there, is there some beef there? What's going down, man? <laughs> then here's what I would tell you. Shoot us an email. Our lifestyle podcast at gmail.com. Here's one I forgot. Scrape Fest. It's S-C-R number 8-P-F-E-S-T. Car Truck Show on Instagram. Scrape Fest with a number 8. Hit them up. It's September 23rd through the 24th, 2022. It's in Newton, North Carolina. They even have the link in here which I think they need to, um, if any of the Pebble Pusher guys are listening, the Instagram bio, you got to update the link, put it in the uh, the hyperlink field. That way you can just tap on it. But right there they do have it. You could copy and paste it, I think. Take a screenshot and copy paste it. But I would just go on Google Maps and type in One American Legion Avenue in Newton, North Carolina. And again, this is going down September 23rd through the 24th, 2022. And proceeds benefit Levine Children's Hospital. Okay, it's a 24th annual event. Some good kinfolk. I know last year they had some crazy awards that reminded me of the North Carolina Tar Heel jerseys. Those colors, Pebble Pusher, Scrape Fest 23. I mean, it was sick. So go out there and show the kinfolk some love. They're good people. A lot of hardcore mini truckers. Get out there and uh, support the damn scene. Now. That was an update that I had for a show that I recently haven't talked about. I'm going to add that to the OLP calendar now. This weekend is Dropped and Destroyed and Static Nationals. So I'm looking on the OLP digital show calendar. And Dropped and Destroyed is in Uniontown, Ohio. That's Saturday, Sunday, as far as I can tell. And it's D-R-O-P-T, out, com, dropped, out, com, kind of short for .com. That's their Instagram uh, profile. You can check them out. And then Static Nationals, that's the 9th, 10th, and 11th, I believe. And they are on Instagram as Static Nationals. So good people. 
Check them out. Um, hit them up. If you got questions, you know the routine. So next week is Lowdown in Laughlin. That's, I think, Friday, Saturday. You can go out on social media. I have the link there to the Seductive Minis website on the calendar. And then Trucks and Cheeseburgers is that Sunday. Now, I do not believe I'm going to make <laughs> Trucks and Cheeseburgers right now. Uh, I've been, I think, almost every year, even going back to when it was um, coined the local minis deal. And uh, big big shout out to John. Love what he's doing. That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, definitely an OG. He's been on here. <laughs> definitely an OG. He's been on plenty of times. But that weekend, I'm going to be focused on a couple of other things, and I'm just not going to make it. So I'm going to bow out of that one. The weekend of the 23rd, as I mentioned, is going to be Scrape Fest, and then the weekend after that is Cruise to the Pines. I believe is October 1st. If I remember correctly, that one had got delayed, and it's October 1st. So that's kind of where we're at for now with the calendar. Key Show Updates brought to you by the family at the West Coast Influence. If you did not know, you can actually go out to minitruckfilm.com and order a Blu-ray or DVD. There's a documentary-style film. That was produced by Todd Radar Hendricks, and it's called The West Coast Influence. Trust us, minitruckfilm.com. This is a great stocking stuffer for your man or woe man. If they're a mini trucker, no doubt. There's a lot of legends, many we've had on this podcast. A few we still need to have on. But again, don't just take our word for it. Hit up minitruckfilm.com and order today. Next, we got the podcast updates. So the merchandise, we're still kind of in that in-between. We paid for it. Uh, we're waiting for it to print. I know it's getting closer because I got the proofs for the banners, the stickers from Andrew over at Graphic Disorder. And I would remind people, if you go to ourlifestylepodcast.com and you want to share some, you want to show some love, uh, go ahead and place an order. We do have uh, some cool stuff, including the new mini trucking uh, themed paying homage to the mini trucking original shirt. We do have some shirts available. We also have skate decks on pre-sale, technically. We have stickers. So we have the uh, banner and the sticker. I'll be updating the proofs now that we have those uh, banner or stickers as low as $3 up to $5. And then the banner, the thing that's cool about this one is it's going to be that nice, high-quality graphic disorder banner, and it's 34 by 17. So it's not a small one. Uh, we've got a good price point on it, a little bit higher because of the bigger size, but hit up ourlifestylepodcast.com. The numbers that are on there, once they sell, they're gone. We're not going to reorder this one as far as I know, and um, if we do, it's going to be like five years down the road. Hit it up, ourlifestylepodcast.com. Okay, if I go on Apple Podcasts, we have 274 ratings, so please, if you can, leave a five-star rating. It really helps us out. If you want to go a step further, go ahead and tap on Write a Review, and um, certainly appreciate it. I think this last week we did get uh, Diablo said, Fantastic Pod, uh, Hang 10, Hang 10, little emoji. So really appreciate it, dude. Thanks for the five-star rating. Big ups to Diablo. Okay, last update for OLP. If you can go out to our pod or go out to our YouTube channel and subscribe. If you have an opportunity, hook us up. Let some videos play out there. You know, let's say you listen to the podcast through Apple and you're at work and you have internet access, pull up an extra browser window, 
go on OLP and hook us up. Hit play, okay? Watch some flip-throughs. Even if you've already listened to the podcast, let it roll on there. What I'm trying to do is what I'm trying to do is get over that finish line of 4,000 minutes watched. It's not easy, okay? Once we do that, that's going to allow us to monetize on YouTube a little bit, and it's going to be even more of an incentive for me to produce higher quality content. So I'm trying to give myself that incentive, even if I only make a dollar check from it. I don't care. I just want to get to that number, and I think we're at like 2,700 minutes, and we're over 1,000 subscribers. So we got one. We need to do the other. We've got no strikes, so we're good there. But definitely, if you can, if you're again, if you've got the flexibility to have internet at your work, or maybe you work from home and you can pull it up on your other computer, whatever you can do, help us out, help me out. And it also helps uh, grow the channel because the algorithms will see, oh, more people are watching, and it'll help to push that channel a little bit more. The podcast updates brought to you by Graphics Mafia. Hit up G-R-A-P-H-I-X, graphics with an X, mafia.com. If you need stickers, they can replenish existing artwork that you may have. Maybe you've got an old sticker or windshield banner that you want to remake. They will take care of you. If you're in Florida and they're going to the same show, they'll often deliver at the show to save you on shipping. Also, if you need to get your club logos made, maybe you've got some new petitioners coming in, they're going to get their patch or whatnot, hit up Ryan or Buddy, hey Buddy, at Graphics Mafia. Okay, last but not least, I got the Airhead Nation update. So I wanted to give a huge shout out to Erica. So Tim posted, wanted to take a minute to wish my beautiful wife, Erica Davis, a very happy birthday, or as I say, born day. And um, they're a great couple. Got a chance to hang out with them at Scraping the Coast just a year ago. Can't believe it's been that long. But um, Erica, I hope you enjoy your born day. And... Uh, you know, tell Tim to quit spending money on all the cool stuff he's got and let me have it all. <laughs> Just kidding. And I think that's all I got. Usually I have more. I've talked enough. I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> Appreciate all the love out there. Uh, Airhead Nation updates, as I mentioned uh, earlier, brought to you by Graphics Mafia, the same great kinfolk that brought us the podcast updates this week. It's G-R-A-P-H-I-X-Mafia.com. Hopefully, I'm not forgetting anyone. I feel like I am. Um, but if I do, I apologize. We'll hit you next week. Hopefully, God willing, Lord willing, with another one. Uh, stay on the rise. Be safe this weekend. Remember, September 11th. Be thankful that we still got our lives here. A lot of people perished on that, un, um, that horrible, tragic day 21 years ago. Hope you guys have a great weekend and enjoy this audio with Mark Bishop. The hardcore OG from Florida. We got you. Yo, yo. So as I mentioned, super excited to sit down with Mark Bishop. Mark, I just want to welcome you and ask you, how you doing? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Happy to be on your uh, program. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time. You know, we chopped it up at Made of Steel a little bit, and I... I always had in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I got to link up with him. You know, you're a big supporter of the mini truck scene, and I can't wait to talk about all that stuff. But, you know, for those that may not know you, Mark, give a little bit of the backstory on who you are, where you grew up, so we kind of know what we're working with. All right. Well, um, I was born in Tennessee, moved down here, uh, lived in Pine Hills most of my life. Um, You know, started out BMX riding. I was 
12, 13, um, was stayed in that for quite some time and then got me a Volkswagen bug and, uh, decided to do some bug shows and customize them and ended up my, both of my brothers and my sister, both, you know, all three of them had, uh, custom bugs and, um, you know, we, we went to shows a lot and finally growed out of that and got me a mini truck in uh, 1989. Oh, man, dude, that's a great year, and that's pretty cool. So about what age were you when you moved to Florida, do you think? Do you remember that? No, I don't remember. I had to be three or four years old. Ah, okay. Now, did your parents, were they like a lot of folks that wanted to move kind of just a cooler weather or not cooler weather, but like warmer climate or what was the reason? Any idea? Yeah. My mom got a, a job with uh, Martin Marietta, which was back in the day, Martin Marietta, now it's Lockheed Martin. Ah, but, uh, that's a great yeah, company. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she worked there until she retired and, um, she was there for 29 years. Wow. Well, congrats to mom, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now when you got into bikes, like what was it like was that because like all the neighborhood kids were riding bikes and then there was a little bike track or like was there a magazine like do you remember what, what you think it just was because hey everybody was riding bikes like what was the the gateway there well i used to go fishing over in barnett park and um you know me and a couple guys and we'd ride our bikes over there and then we ended up getting on the racetrack and um i had an old oh god an old webco <laughs> oh wow and um yeah, so it was a tank, and uh, got on there and started jumping and, you know, riding and everything. Had a great time and ended up moving up to a red line, and I uh, rode that red line probably for two years, and then my, my big purchase was uh, my dad bought me a uh, MCS. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, that was that was back in the day. That's insane, yeah, and, I mean, we could do a whole episode on this topic, but you know, if you if you go on <laughs> yeah. eBay, right? I know you know uh, this, and Billy does too. You know, and you even look at like Webco, like the bikes. Like you know, people. There's a lot of people that want to collect bikes from that like era or like when they were kids, and it is pretty insane. I, I think you would agree on what the prices have gotten to. Oh, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, if I if I had my my old Hutch or my MCS or Webco, you know, my Redline, even Redline. You know, the, the prices are just outrageous now, and they're old school. Yeah, it is, and, you know, it's nothing to go on eBay and see a $7,500 bike, and you're like, man, exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe I shouldn't have, uh, you know, invested in this. I should have got this. You know, it's just insane. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I had yeah. a time machine because I would go back and, and load, load up the DeLorean <laughs> with, like, all the new yeah. old stuff, you know, NOS stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely do my collecting. Oh, yeah. So when you were riding bikes in that era, that was kind of a big era when like, you know, when you would, when you would ride like in race and stuff, like the guys were wearing the suits and the helmets and all that stuff. You probably have fond memories of that era. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a good time with that. Um, you know, it's, uh, there was just so many, you know, kids that they come around and, and they would race and, you know, a lot of people had paper plates, you know, that a lot of them couldn't afford to go out and, and get them a nice, you know, number plate for the front with all the stickers and everything. And, uh, you know, I just, I just remember that and just remember, you know, I, that's where I met Billy actually in really? 80 and 85. 
Really? Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I mean, Billy Weekly we've had on before, and he was really big into it. But that's ironic that you guys met even you know back, God, man, thirty plus years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's been a little bit, but uh, yeah, that's where I first met him. I, I really didn't know him then, but then he um, he had a he had a bug also, and we would cruise around a little bit, and and I remember seeing him here and there because he was always out racing but um you know i we separated up and i went and did my own bug thing and he went to racing and you know and then we just he ended up getting a toyota and um he ended up lowering it and we still hung out a little bit here and there especially on iDrive. iDrive was our thing you know we would uh we'd go down iDrive and, and hang out all hours of the night that's and awesome and then um yeah, and then once, um, when it was 1989, I ended up selling my bug and got me a, a, a 90 S10. Wow. And that, yeah, I bought it. Yeah, because that was uh, basically like, brand new. Yeah, yeah, I bought it I bought it on Tuesday, and it was dropped Saturday. So <laughs> wow. I didn't waste no time. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Now, yeah. Before I want to talk more about trucks, but I got a question for you. So, like, if you think about bikes, if you could have one dream bike, like everybody kind of has a bike from their, you know, their their childhood. Maybe it was one they had, or maybe it was one their buddy had. Is there any one bike that you would pick that would be like, dude, I would have that hanging on the wall? Uh, probably a Hutch. Hutch, yeah. I know t- my buddy yeah. Tim Davis from RA. Man, he we talk about the Hutches and stuff, and it, it is pretty crazy the colors and. Just uh, yes. how expensive those things are, but they are freaking awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had my uh, my MCS. I ended up trading some wheels, and I had the Skyway mags on it with the, the gum wall tires, and that yeah. was you know that was the the shizit back then, you know. Oh yeah. Now, did you, did this ever happen to you or any of your friends? My buddy Paul, he lived in a neighborhood not too far from where I live now. He he grew up in Carpenter's Run. That's actually where they filmed some of uh, Edward Scissorhand, the the whole neighborhood scene. It's not that far from here, but right. uh, you know, growing up in the neighborhood, see, I grew up like on School Road. There wasn't, you know, I didn't really have like a lot of neighborhood kids, right? A couple younger, a couple older, but I never had this happen. Did you ever have a bike stolen? Oh, many. Really? Yeah, because yeah. that was uh, the yeah, thing. Depending was, on where you were at, people would steal bikes. Yeah, I was at the track actually one day, and um, we were all just goofing off, and we were up on the hill, and um, we laid our bikes down, you know, on the backside of the uh, the park there. And I came back, man, and mine was gone, and I was just I was crushed. Yeah, my buddy Paul was talking about how he remembers right where his bike was stolen in Carpenter's Run, and it was, you know, neighborhood kid or whatever, and had to be crushing because, you know, back then it was like a lot to, for a lot of us, it was to talk our parents into buying us a a three or $400 bike or whatever that number was, and, you know, for it to be stolen, they're probably like, nope, you're not getting another one, you know? Yeah, it was like your first, no, it was your first remembrance, you know, of trauma. Yes. (laughs) like... What in the world just happened? Yeah, that emptiness yeah. in your stomach, like, damn, dude, yeah. like, bro, like, is, is my buddy playing a joke on me? And then you're like, no, it's legit. Yeah, yeah, that was real deal. Now, do you kind of have a little bit of memory? So I was, I was pretty young when ET came out. So they just celebrated the 40th anniversary of ET. So it was uh-huh. in '82. 
that seemed like even though BMX, you know, kind of out of the seventies into the eighties was still was was kind of a big thing. It was pretty neat, I think, that Steven Spielberg put the bikes in there. Do you have any fond memories of like how that was like, oh cool, there's bikes, oh the you know, they're getting chased by the cops and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny because there was a, a couple guys that used to put baskets on the front of their bikes <laughs> yeah. and ride around with little stuffed animals. Yeah, and I had totally forgotten all about that until you bring that up. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a little out of bounds there. Yeah, I know, right? Um, what was cool is when you know chatting with Billy over the years. You know, Billy Weekly, one of the uh-huh. just the great guys in our scene, like you, Mark, and. You know, he talks about he has memories of of working at bike shops or working at a shop, and he goes, "Man, if I put one of those Kuaharas together, I put a thousand together." You know, whatever the number was, and that, you know, I always thought back to myself like Steven Spielberg really should have had bought stock in Kuahara because man, they sold a lot of bikes after that. Yeah, they sold a bunch, and that's you know that's another thing. Billy worked at the same bike shop that we used to go to all the time. You know, have his bikes, and he would be back there putting bikes together and then he could ride his bike home and yeah it's uh yeah crazy hard, memories man yeah hard working dude so you kind of established with the vw bugs you know a lot of mini truckers and c10 guys and you know folks listen to ronnie at c10 talk and you know they uh listen to us here and we talk about the love that people have for the volkswagens and things like that it, it sounds like that was like a natural progression you know a lot of guys had bikes and you had some family members that had the bugs um, uh-huh. your first bug, what year was it? It was a 69. Nice. 69 bug. My dad bought it from my next door neighbor. I think he paid like 1200 bucks for it. It was mint. It was, uh, like a beige color. So what did he do? He gave it to his son. What did his son do? His son went and put drop spindles on it with some P135s, took the old 1600 motor out, put a 1776 in it and wrote it. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah dude yep. the my buddy marlon dunker lives near me and he's been around the mini truck scene since the late 80s and built uh some cool stuff over the years including a really badass s10 he's a big vw guy and over the years i'll you know be talking he's got a 65 now i think it is he's since posted about it and and whatnot uh it's a it's a convertible but you know what always got me is you know, I can look at a Lincoln and go, oh, that's a 65 or that's a 68. The bugs, I have to sometimes get in someone's ear to kind of ask and go, hey, yeah. so I don't. So, like, some of them have the split windows in the back. I mean, at the beginning, you, you think they're all the same. They all look the same, but they really don't. No, no, not at all. Not at all. The 50, 54s, you know, it's up to the 56s. Um, you know, I've had a friend of mine had a 64. Um, you know, and I had, of course, the 69, and I mean, it was just, um, you can pretty much tell what they are, you know, whenever you, if you got the eye for it, you know, just like you with the Lincolns. Yep. Yeah, it just takes, you know, kind of being around them. There was a guy that had, it was funny, the guy that got me in the mini truck, and Chris Lopez, I've talked about, he had the 88 Mitsubishi Mighty Max, cruising around, Ghost Flames, Topper, Mural on the tailgate, he eventually got into, years later, the last time I talked to him was 09 at Slamfest. He had a Lincoln, 61, but he also was a VW guy. And he uh-huh. had a VW there that same year. He had his Lincoln and his VW in 09. And what I always liked is when I looked in the VW, the interior was this really cool color. It kind of was like a off-white exterior. 
the interior was yeah. super sick, but I always love, and some people go, yeah, they all have them, or it's real basic, that little shelf underneath the dash. I always thought that was super cool. Yeah, yeah, those are really nice. And a lot of them are like a netting. Like a wicker know, almost? Put, yeah, absolutely. I see my brother, he had um, he had what we called a Gumby Cruiser. It was a lime green uh, Baja Bug. Okay. It had um, 1835 with an RX Stinger on it. And it had uh, black button tuck leather interior with a VCR and TV and a wet bar in the back. Holy so, crap. Yeah, he would go to the World of Wheels, and it was just, it was amazing. And my other brother, Rick, he uh, he had a burgundy bug. It was all full custom interior and everything, and my sister also. You know, she had a 74 sun bug, but, man, we, uh, we really loved them. I mean, and that's where I got my feelings, you know, for going to shows and, and everything else. And, you know, I haven't stopped since. Yeah, it is pretty crazy to think how... Um those little memories that we have, right? Even before mini yeah. trucking. I mean, I think we've all established what's neat to me is a lot of us were in the bikes or skateboards. And then, you know, the VWs were a big thing because a lot of guys, you know, dads were into those and whatnot. Um, there, I don't have a lot of VW magazines. I have a couple that I bought. There was one called Hot VWs. And this builder uh-huh. out of, I think, Arizona-ish, his name's Sick Chops, like S-I-C-C-H-O-P-S. He built like a 51 and uh, had Colorado custom wheels. It just was a really, really cool vehicle. But even though there's such a small platform, to me, you would think like, hey, you know, you've seen one, you've seen them all. But you know as well as I do, like, dude, there's like the sky's the limit. And when my buddy Tony and I, when we go out to the bug jam here, not too far from us, it's crazy to see how many different genres there are with these cars, man. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and the things that they can do with them, you know, it's it's unreal. Yep. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Now, if you had to pick one maybe favorite year, is it one that you had, or what, what would your favorite year bug be? It would probably be a 64. I like the style of the headlights and, uh, you know, the smaller taillights on it. I've seen people put those fenders on, you know, a 68 to 70 model, and it just doesn't look the same. They just don't fit right. But that's that's probably what I'd be, 64 or 65. Yeah, yeah, good years. And my buddy uh, Marlon Dunker, man, his his is going to be pretty cool. I like seeing it cruiser mine. It's pretty hammered. And there's a lot of yeah. parts out there, too. I know there's a place, I think, still on Tampa, Fisher Buggies, but it was yeah, crazy yeah. when we go to the VW Bug Jam or the Bug Jam rather. It um, like you see wheels and you're like, okay, you know, 14s or whatever, and you're like, man, you know, I'm a mini trucker. If I would have stayed a VW guy, <laughs> you can kind of afford some of that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I had the uh, the stock chrome wheels. Um, I had them redipped, so they were uh, they were real homey chromies. They were definitely shiny. Yeah, yeah, and there's even a story. I think Bill Hancock from Colorado Custom Wheels told us that the whole um, the Bitch and Rides crew uh, they mm-hmm. th- his first vehicle was like a VW, and I guess like he built it, and I think he's acquired it back, and they may have even did an episode on it. I haven't watched all of all of those, but um, you know, it's it it it's mind blowing to me that there's that lineage uh, between minis and kind of VWs and stuff because a lot of us kind of started. Uh, somewhere, you know, and it wasn't always in big right. trucks. But 
Um, speaking about minis, though, so when you like mentioned that you end up getting this this like basically brand new S10, you start customizing it. Um, how did things go from there? Well, let's see. Well, I started when I first got the vehicle. I went to Billy's house, of course, and we lowered it. Um, after that, we would just just cruise around quite a bit. He still had his Toyota. They were still, you know, he was still working on it. Did the corner tilt, side tilt, and all that stuff. And then he got it painted. Um, me, I just kept with the, the solid black, just like I've got now with my truck, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just went to a lot of shows. We, we would go probably three weekends out of the month, you know. Yeah, because there was a lot of stuff around. And, and you have seen, you know, to kind of derail a little bit, but when you mentioned iDrive earlier, you know, I think it's crazy over here where I grew up going, wow, I remember when this was two lanes and stuff. I mean, you and Billy and some of your friends and family have probably seen the transformation in that whole area over all those years. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I drive used to be the, the place to go. Um, you know, you go there Friday night, Saturday night, and, um, you know, you just cruise. It would It's like three miles, but it would take you four hours to get down to one end and back down the other, yep. you know? Everybody was out there cruising, no matter what you drove, you know, and and it was just a great time. And and I just wish that uh, I wish there was a place to where we could do that again. You know, I know there's many nats and, and things like that where you can cruise, but just now it's just too much. You know, too many uh, laws and everything now. You know, preventing it, and then you've got the the ones that that want to ruin it by doing donuts and yeah, you know, doing what they do. Yeah, and I know there's you know like in, in California the Van Eyes, there's a book about you know the cruising and a lot of that stuff, and it even is crazy to me that you know whether it's dragging or the little rider guys bouncing and stuff. You know, it you and especially in California, I watch some of the stuff on YouTube and it the stuff kind of gets a little crazy and I'm not saying it's, you know, it's good or bad, you know, I don't really have right. an opinion on it, but, but to your point, like if you could just, it, it's almost like if you think about cause you know this, you live out in that area, old town, for instance, right? I've only right. been there four or five times, you know, it's this cool little thing, but it is a lot of, you know, the guys, uh, it's not really mini truckers, right? It's the old timers, I'll call them, right? No disrespect, but it's, yeah, it, yeah. It, we need something almost like that, but for mini trucks and kind of a little bit more custom stuff. Absolutely. That would be fantastic. And it doesn't have to be just for mini trucks. Yep, you yep. know, if you, if you got a custom ride and, you know, you're proud of it, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be bagged, doesn't have to be juiced. Yep. You know, if you got a static ride and, and you're proud of it and you like the way that you've done it, hey, bring it out, man. That's the way it started and that's the way, you know, that, that it should be. Yeah, we all, I think we all need to. To, to take from this something that, you know, maybe we take back and go, man, how do we get some of the homies together and maybe just do something, right? I know sometimes right. I often, I I overthink everything. So I'm like, well, we could do this, but then really, then we got to do this and this. But sometimes, I mean, if there was access to like a parking lot, like what um, Angie from Acrophobia here locally, she gets people together every month or two over at the Portillo's, you know, and there's an area uh-huh. where everybody can kind of can park and nobody really complains. You know, it's not like the mall's going, well, wait a minute, you're on our property. The Portillo's is kind of like cool. and But but it's a cool, what I call like a cruise in. Everybody cruises in. But when I've left out of there, 
Nobody's doing donuts. You know, you got a couple guys revving their engines. You know, nothing crazy. You know, all legal. Right. But, you know, that, that aspect of it, I think, as we get older, we value that a lot because, you know, we work hard, you know, these long days and stuff. And, and then, you know, you just yeah. want to kind of get out and enjoy your stuff a little bit and not have to drive 12 hours to a show. Absolutely. Yep, I agree 100%. You know, that's, that's what it's all about, getting out and enjoying your ride. You know, get out and, and meet people. It doesn't matter what club you're with. It doesn't matter what club they're with. As long as you guys get together, I've been doing this a long time. I've been in the same club since 1989, you know. Yeah, I had some leeway in there. I, you know, went to firefighting school and had done that and raised my family and stuff. But here I am, you know, back in the, in the, the same club that I was in, you know, that I helped start in 1989. Yeah, and that's a perfect segue because that's really what was on my mind next because we started dabbling about the mini and then boom, you know, 1989, 1990. But I've always been curious, you know, a couple of the guys when I was at Randy's last week and they go, yeah, when Billy was on, it was cool. But man, we kind of wanted to hear a little bit more of this and that because they kind of grew up in or around that that greater Orlando area. So talk to us a little bit about like how did hardcore minis the club that you're in the club that let's be honest you kind of helped start let's you know from the infancy how did that really come about is it just the homies hanging out give us the backstory well what it was was billy had been up in jacksonville and um he was up there for a bmx thing and um there was uh, another guys there they had their bike club i guess what it is but it was something low i can't remember but um billy said yeah this is hardcore from orlando and that's where it stuck so he come back home and um he's like you want to join a gang (laughs) no just (laughs) (laughs) well he lived across the street from me okay billy did and of course he uh you know he had the toyota and and then he traded that and got him a uh, an extra cab gmc and that was the same time that I got my S10. So I was like, well, I got, uh, I got a buddy of mine that, uh, that does some painting. And what I actually did is I come up with this idea, probably not a good idea, but I come up with it. <laughs> it was the Hard Rock Cafe logo. Uh-huh. But instead of Hard Rock Cafe, I put Hardcore Minis. Okay. Orlando, same, you know, but you could get it painted the same color as your your truck or whatever color you wanted. And my buddy Dan, he's the one that did all that. They were all hand painted. Ah, yeah, that's something I wanted to ask. So, okay, so shout out to Dan. Yeah, yeah. So very cool. Now, in the beginning, talk to us. Like, you know, was it you, Billy? How do you end up getting more people? Are you guys going to cruise ins and people are like, hey, I want to join your gang? I mean, truck club. You know, what was the deal? Well, we were going to a lot of the shows, and um, I mean, there was there was guys that was with our group, um, Paul Falzone, uh, Mitch Taylor. And there was there was quite a few that we all hung around together. Now they were in Midnight Fantasies, uh, Hot Action, the mm-hmm. other trucks, and me and Billy was in uh, in Hardcore. And you know, I Jason, I'd be lying to you if I started blabbing off names because. Sure over 30 years i don't remember a lot of their names yeah you know but but the ones that i do remember from us starting the club and um you know being here and there on these shows you know we're still good friends 
I mean, I've got, you know, 10 or 12 good friends that we were in different clubs, you know, Termite with his Toyota and all that. You know, I mean, we, we still talk to each other. Yeah, do you ever sometimes, or bump into someone like an old friend, old mini trucker, you know, sometimes people probably thought like, hey, Mark, this was going to be a fad. You know, you guys are going to do it for five years or whatever. But, you know, whether you've been doing it consistently for every single year or not, if you think back, like, it's crazy that you guys are still friends. You're still doing the same stuff. You still, quote, play with trucks and all that stuff. Does it ever just yeah. blow your mind? It does. It really does. And, you know, that's what I try to to put into my, my son's head. I've got, you know, two older boys. Or um, Cody, he has a uh, 92 Isuzu. And I've always told him, I said, it doesn't matter if you got a logo on the back window, you know, and if you do, you need to respect that logo and you respect other people. Don't just say, you know, this is the club that I'm in, you know, heck with whatever you think, sure. you know, at the at these shows and things. You can't be like that. And they've never been like that. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool uh, to me that it wasn't a fad. You know, Mini Trucking is here to stay. Now, right. I think back, like when I look at the magazines, some of the old friends that kind of helped me early in the scene, like understand some of these shows and stuff. You know, I didn't start going to shows till like 96. Uh, of course, I was reading the magazines, but you probably have some fond memories of like the Watermania shows. Talk to us about maybe a few. You don't have to talk about all of them, but like Watermania and some of the other ones that you remember maybe going to and, and the good times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We had um, a lot at Watermania. We even had uh, shows at Off the Wall. Um, you know, it was down on the trail. Uh, we'd also have some meetups there. But uh, everybody wanted to stay in a hotel room. You know, you've got 30 <laughs> people wanted to stay up, shack up in one room because nobody had any money back right, then. Right, because there were many Exactly, exactly. So that's that's really really fun we had a lot of good times a lot of good memories and a lot of uh, being chased off you know for <laughs> you know or being watched really close and you know it's uh we've definitely had our moments but uh it was it's something that you'll never forget it's a it's a life learning experience and i wouldn't trade this ride for anything oh yeah and the cool thing, too, about many truckers is, you know, it wasn't always about, like, the money. It's like if one of the homies was like, man, I'm a little short. I'm, you know, I didn't get my check this week. You know, I get paid next week. You know, everyone's like, hey, come along, man. We got you, you know. Because things were yeah. cheaper back then, too, you know. So, you know, you'd buy a meal. It was five bucks, three, four bucks, you know. And it was like, whatever. So you, right. you take care of the homies. Now, Water Mania, talk to us a little bit about my understanding was, like, you Try to help me understand the dynamic. Was it like the water park that the trucks got let in early and it was like the normal like water park day? Like how did that stuff go about? Because I, I never got a chance to go. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, it was open for business. It was right here in Kissimmee on uh, 192. And um, they would let the, the show trucks in a little early, you know, and they would park around in the grassy area. Some of them would park up on the concrete. Um the parking lot outside uh and there was just trucks and different types of vehicles everywhere and you could have full access to the park so it was uh it was very interesting how they set it up yeah now it was probably about a year ago it might have been 20 2021 
someone had shared, now Ryan Fringlinghouse, I had talked to him from West Coast Customs briefly on the phone a couple times, and he was talking about, yeah, we've got this new thing coming up, Six Flags, this and that. And no sooner when they had the show out at Six Flags, like people were doing videos and reels and this and that. Everybody's got phones, of course, and it's like early in the morning, and they're like driving through. Like there's a roller coaster going in the back, and there's a guy doing the tilt bed and stuff. I'm like, damn, this is kind of cool. But it must have been kind of like that. You guys arrived early. Um, When you got there, did they have like the employees like staging you where you could park, or was it just like a free for all? No, they they put you, you know, the them and the uh, the people that were putting on the show. Okay. They had designated spots for you. You know, if you wanted to park with your club, of course, you know, you. a lot of the club members would be split up because they would run out of room, yeah, you know, yeah. in a certain area. So they would put you in a different a different area. But, um, you know, if you got a, a concrete spot, then that's that's pretty much where you stayed. Yep. Now, were you guys, was anybody ever close enough to like, you know, so overhead there's a tube ride, you know, and the tube rides always leak a little bit over the side, you know, some splash and stuff. So my understanding was there was like, you know, you might be getting a little bit of a splash on the truck, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You would definitely get, uh, you definitely get splashed. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's some old old school stuff. You want to try to stay away from that area. (laughs) Yeah. So when we were talking at Made to Steel show, one of my favorite shows over in Dover every May, we sat down and we were chopping it up and, you know, Billy, you and I, and um, I think even Rich, might have been Rich there. I forget if Billy was there. But, um, you know, we were talking about the old days and one of the things I think you had brought up to me and, and you shared the video with me was Red Hot. So Red Hot, Mini Truck is back in Florida. But you remembered, I think it was maybe from one of the Watermania shows, and I was able to share that video, and I thought that was freaking awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, I remember Red Hot when they first, when he first really come out with that truck. Um, him and uh, Termite used to go head to head. Chris Claps, um, they would go head to head, and then Billy also with uh, with Red Hot. They, you know, they would always try to up one, and uh, me. Mr. Conservative, I just kicked back and watched it unfold. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want no dog in that hunt. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> that's, what's, that's too much money for me, brother. Yeah, and what's crazy, and I kind of mentioned this in the Mini Trucking Magazine flip through on our YouTube back, you know, issue five or whatever, Mini Trucking. What was crazy, and we had Alan Paradise talk about this, was that, you know, the truck was like brand new, like an 88 model, I think. And then, boom, it's, you know, before you know it, it's 89, it's on a cover. And then what was mind-blowing is we all knew that it was kind of in safe hands, we thought, but it's like, where did it go after he sold it? And then all these years later, you know, we get to see it at Made of Steel. We're sitting 15, 20, 30 feet from it, you know, talking. It was kind of a surreal experience for me because that was the first truck that was like kind of etched in my mind going to a show, you know, back in November 96. The last time I knew that truck was in Canada. The last yes. time I seen the update for sale, we were at Ace Cafe um, doing a little show there, and I had my back turned, and I was facing Billy and Paul, and then we're there, and Billy's eyes lit up, and I was like, "The hell!" So I turn around, and boom, there's Red Hot on a trailer. I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> so that was that was it was surreal, you know. And I was like, 
he needed help getting it off the trailer and stuff, you know, so we all went over there and, you know, gave him my hand. And, oh, really? And he parked it. Yeah, yeah. And he parked it right there, you know, with us right there behind us and stuff and lit up his little display. And, and uh, you know, we were like, God, I can't believe this truck is still around. And now it's back in, in the Orlando area. Yeah, and it was so cool because the guy, I think, kind of hinted there was a little bit of a bidding war when he got it. He remembered the truck. He kind of, quote, brought it home to the, the right. state of Florida. I, I got to get with the original owner because, you know, I talked with him about coming on, and he said he would. Mm-hmm. Good dude. But what what I thought was awesome is, you know, it's it's very rare for something, especially that custom, to leave the right. state, right, and even leave the country, and it's a different country, and it, it literally sat and – and then I think my understanding was when it popped up on eBay, the guy, whoever had it, had already went through, cleaned the fuel system. Uh, I think they, they kind of they said, okay, you know, here's all the stuff you got to do to a vehicle that's been sitting five years. This one's been sitting for, you know, damn near oh, 25. Oh, I know all about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So he, I mean, it kind of was like, how could this vehicle just sit all those years? But you're, I'm a type of guy that go, you know what? I'm kind of glad it did. Because, yeah. you know, had it been ran in the ground, 25 years later, maybe it's not what it is today. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's kind of it weird. Would, it would be in a scrapyard somewhere, unfortunately. Yeah, it could you be. You know, if somebody drove it every day and, and didn't take care of it. And, you know, that's that's what happens to a lot of these rides. A lot yep. of people just don't understand that. Yep, yep. So t- talk to me a little about this, going back to the timeline. So you got the S10, you're rocking the black S10. In those days, right, I remember when I first lowered my S10, it was pretty slammed, and I had 15s on it, and, like, I didn't get an alignment, my dumbass, right? <laughs> when you guys were yeah. younger, like, and you were lowering the trucks, were you going up to the local alignment shop and getting them in line, or were you guys, uh, you know, going through tires like I was? <laughs> no, no, no. We would go get them aligned. I had some nice 15-inch uh, Kroger SSTs on mine, and... Um, you know, I, uh, with the, with the knockoffs on it. Oh, so, yeah. ooh, ooh, that was cool, huh? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, we would, uh, we'd go get them aligned. You know, once we, once we dropped them like that, you know, there was certain guys with, uh, with the pups and the, uh, the, the older Nissans and the Datsuns and stuff, they would drop them to the ground, slammed, you know, <laughs> taking up, uh, you know, uh, reflectors off the road. On Friday and Saturday night, on Sunday, they'd raise it back up and drive it to work. Right. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that's just how we rolled back then. The good old torsion bars, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, ju- a quote, adjustable suspension, right? Yes. Um, in, in that era, so, you know, we had Johnny Garage Johnson on, and I love his YouTube channel. And, you know, he's arguably the biggest S10 fiend anywhere. I mean, he's constantly finding the cameos and these rare trucks and stuff. So shout out to him. But in that era, were there like certain things or mods? Like were you guys like, oh man, I want to get a cab visor. No, I'm going to get the little, remember the things that went over the doors that kind of hung down. They were like the, the, like the tinted things that, you know, like today they're maybe not as cool. Like were there certain accessories that you guys were like, oh, I'm going to get the little headlight covers or what? what Headlight covers. (laughs) (laughs) Headlight covers. And, and you know, you get the, the smoked wind, air dams and things like that a lot of chrome you know you get your chrome door handles uh you know get a different grill or something put in there a lot of things like that i had uh fog lights or driving lights on mine 
um, and the headlight covers and the smoke tail light covers. Um, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience, but you know, I drove the truck every day, you know, we drove our trucks every day and the underneath of my truck was pink. And of course it was splatter painted. Mm. So, you know, at these shows back in the day, we would take our wheels and tires off like some do now, Yep. but we'd have the big displays and, and things like that. I, I couldn't do that now. It would it would kill me. <laughs> I know we we'd, we'd be so tired by the time we got the wheel oh. off, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, why I give credit but, to like uh, Eddie Gordy and some of the guys still doing it. Because I mean, you know, even uh, Tom Jenkins and owns Far From Losing now. You know, the amount of time and effort to get their early jacket up. You know, sure, sure they might have a friend help them here and there, maybe not. But it's still, you know, it's a dedication. That's you know? a lot. And I'm the type of guy, like, you know, everybody makes fun of me. It's like, I just want to get there, air it out, and start going taking uh-huh. photos of everything else. Like, I'm not there to see my own <laughs> stuff, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just there, wipe it down, make sure everything's good, and then, you know, head out. Now, but, I think uh, what we're going to talk about in a little bit will tie into kind of the simpler times, right? Something that you're kind of working on now. But do you ever okay. have, I know, when I think back to when I was first, first working on my truck, I do reminisce from that era a little bit because I remember taking the grill off in the bumper and like taking it to the paint shop and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll paint it this week. And you know, I remember driving around for like five days without the grill and like the headlights (laughs) were dangling and you know, the, the little turn signals. And I was like, so embarrassed. Like I was like, dude, my truck looks like crap right now. Right. But do you ever, you know, it was kind of cool because you drop the parts off or, you know, the homie and they're going to get them done. And then that weekend you're bolting them on for the cruise that night. I kind of right. long for those days a little bit when it was um, – a lot of people will say simpler times. Do you guys ever have or do you ever have, th- you know, that thought process of, like, man, it was a simpler time? It, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, like you say, you know, you, you drop stuff off and, and you wait for it to get done. Or if you got your truck tore apart or your car tore apart, but you're sitting at your friend's house and the park's not there. You're not able to get it till the next day. It's okay. You can ride with them, and you know you know you're going to have your stuff back, and it's going to be nice the way you want it. You know the following day or the day after. But your friends are there to help you out, and that's that's those were good times, man. A lot of a lot of good times. A lot of good friends from back in the day. Yeah, a lot of good camaraderie. Talk to yes. us about so after so like talk to us so like what what ends up with the S10? Do you? Do you ride out without a while and then you let it go? Like where, where do things go from there, Mark? Yeah, I had, um, in 1992, I ended up, uh, selling the truck and, um, I went and got a, uh, 84 S10 and was driving it for a while. And then of course I met my wife in, in 93 and, um, you know, I was like, well, i We'll have a family to raise, sure. so kind of kind of stayed out of it for a bit. You know, did my uh, my firefighting career and uh, did that, and um, you know, moved to Tennessee, stayed in Tennessee for eleven years, where really? I worked for uh, yeah, I worked for NASCAR and NHRA, did the safety safari and uh, extrication specialist for for Bristol Motor Speedway. So yeah, and then. Um, I came back down here, and my first show back, I went to Billy at Slam Fest, and I was like, I'm ready to find something. 
And that's when I found my night train from uh, Rob and Crystal. Wow. So that's the, talk to us about the year make model of the dime. It is a uh, 2003 extra cab S10 um, bagged all the way around uh, full custom interior. Um, Just, you know, it's, it's exactly what I wanted. It was turnkey because me, I don't have the money or the time or the place to even build something, you know, which I I would love to do, which, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that here in a minute, but you know, I, uh, I, I wanted something that I might have to get painted. I might have to do this and that to get it to lay frame, you know, whatever I need to do. But as long as I have it in my grasp now, I can do it. It's my first air ride truck. Um, I love it. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a never ending project. Yeah, it it is. And you know, Vic told me this a long time ago, black paint is not easy to maintain, is it? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. Especially, I mean, I used to drive the truck every day. I drove the truck almost every day for two years and, um, you know, down I-4. Oh my God. You know, I went through two windshields, multiple paint chips, and, you know, I just try to cover them up, wax it and buff it the best I can, and just drive it. Yeah, and you have the four four three in there? Yeah, I have the four three. Yep. Yep. And and the engine bay looks great. I think the thing that stands out Thank to you. me uh, yeah, no problem. The 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 paint is great, right? So it's black, it's it's such a cool thing with the contracts with the billet wheels. But the interior is really over the top. Did was that part of the turnkey truck? Because my understanding was yes. you, you had a lot of that done too though, right? Some of the stuff. No, 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 no. He uh Rob had uh, already done most of the, all the interior. Okay. Um, the only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to touch up, you know, do some other painting, you know, the, the cowl and maybe the, uh, the dash bezel and the, the center console. Uh, I want to get that done, but, um, yeah, it has the full led lights inside. Uh, stereo is amazing. Rob done an excellent job on the stereo. It sounds like a concert when you're sitting in there. Um, you know, it's got the Starry Night headliner, and uh, you know, I just I really enjoy the truck. My wife enjoys the truck, and we cruise it as as often as we can. Yeah, and give a huge shout out to Rob because keep me honest, Rob's the bigger guy, the kind of the taller dude. That's the interior yeah. guy, right? I met him a couple times. He's always cool to talk with. Why don't you give him a shout out? Because I mean, he does some killer work. Yeah, Rob, he uh, he does all of the uh, stereo work. Um, interior work his, his his building of boxes and the sound systems are just absolutely amazing I'm, I'm really over the top with with the way he done the stereo yeah and he's been around if i remember a long time he like i said he does he does a lot of awesome stuff now do you have you know kind of you've established you know hey you know turnkey you know, you're keeping the truck maintained, you're rep- representing hardcore minis and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. now known, I think, as hardcore. But do you anticipate changing much of it? I, I don't know that you need to, but I got to ask since you're a mini trucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't keep it, can't keep it the same way, but I'm looking, you know, whenever it goes to paint, I'm looking to, uh, to add some more, uh, some metal flake to it. Um, I'd like to change the bed. Um, the bed's nice, but the, the rear roll pan, I want to do some different tail lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, I don't know when, but eventually I'm 
wanted to body drop it and possibly put an LS in it. Damn, awesome. Yeah, so you got you kind of have some of the stuff, you know, the 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 things that maybe a little bit further down the tunnel, but you know, you could still that's why I tell people enjoy your stuff now if you can. And if yes. you do blow it apart, you know, we've all been there. I've been there certainly try to maintain the project the best you can so that it's not because you know you start getting down a year two years three years stuff starts getting kind of derailed but it sounds like you've yes. got a little bit of a plan to be able to do it of course you got some good connections and you know tim of course tim's a great guy and uh yep, if, if yep. you got tim and and jimmy and, and and billy and some of those guys on your side man you got you got the a team yeah yeah they're uh they're the best for sure you know i i could have done a lot of things i've done with the truck on my own um Tim has helped out considerably. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it didn't lay frame when we first got it. And uh, that's one of the goals that I had. And uh, Tim had taken out the front uh, front tubs, uh, moved everything, rebuilt, you know, got a custom AC box for it. So I still got factory air, factory heat. Um, and the tubs that he made, there, you know, I can unbolt them and take them out um, later on because I, I do plan on painting those and doing some more engine bay work. Um, but, you know, with, with uh, Billy and, and Tim and all those guys, I couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, and shout out to Tim, drop D-R-O-P dime altogether. You know, he's one of your hardcore brothers. Yes. You know, Tim, as I've given a shout out in the past, I always give credit where credit's due. You know, Tim and Jimmy, you know, they, they helped. Uh, Tim did a lot on it as well, as my understanding. Uh, about a year and a half ago when I took my S-10 over there, kind of do a punch list and and like you said they're great people they know what they're doing they'll research something if they don't but you know it's the a team right there you know chip foos had his yeah. a team you know we got our mini truck and a team over here you know we don't need ba bracket <laughs> exactly <man. laughs> exactly exactly I, I i totally agree with you all right and if tim listens tim you got to get my car in jimmy's let's get it bagged man i got the whole <laughs> kit man come on man let's knock it out <laughs> you gotta throw that in there but you gotta gotta do it yeah, you got to do it. Now, like I said, dude, like your S10, it, it, it's the word that comes to mind to me is classy. You know, it's black paint. It's got, you know, some of the red hues as, as far as the interior, the, the the super nice wheels, the billet wheels and stuff. And, you know, every time I see it, dude, you know, you we always chat, you know, even if it's quick. Yep. And it's just one of those trucks that I go, you know, hopefully it's getting the credit it deserves because it's such a clean truck. You, you go, you represent the scene. Uh, not all of us can go to every show, you know, and, and none of us ever claim to do that. But for your longevity to be able to do this and, and, you know, you work, like you said, a whole nother career in the firefighting. So thanks again for kind of being that first responder firefighter. It's not an easy job, but you got all that under your belt and you're out there enjoying the mini trucks, man, hanging with your friends. Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it uh, uh, in this, a minute. You know, I mean, I just absolutely love this scene. I love the people that, that is in it now. That's why, you know, I have my both of my sons in it. Um, you know, that's, that's huge to me. That means a lot. And to keep that going um, and just to see the clubs and everybody get, get along and get together at these shows, it's just, it's just amazing. Never yeah. would have thought back in the day that it would turn to this and be this important to everybody. I agree. Hey, little old me, Jabroni from high school, going to a car show, <laughs> thinking I'd get a chance to interview people and do a podcast. I mean, who would have ever thought we'd be, you know, my dad used to say, this is the best minute, the best second ever in the history of the world. And we're in it. You know, we're living it. <laughs> 
I didn't um, even know I was going to ever be on a podcast, so here we are. <laughs> dude, it's awesome, Mark. Talking with Mark Bishop. Before, in just a minute, I want to talk about your family a little bit before we end, but so, okay, you got this killer, you got this killer ass 10, right? Extended cap. But a little birdie told me that you kind of had something else. I don't know how much you want to share with it. I think there's a cool little thing, but how, how excited, talk to us a little bit about what you want to share. I will, uh, I will start out with saying that, you know, I needed a daily driver and a car wasn't going to get it. Being me, a mini trucker, I had to have a mini truck. Yeah. So, you know, we were just kind of kicking it around, kicking it around. And, uh, all of a sudden I was going to buy a blazer. I was like, eh, I just, I don't know if I want a blazer. So lo and behold, Mr. Weekly calls me and says, Hey, I just got an email that I was fixing to delete, but I think you need to check into this. Hmm. So We're buying property uh, in he, Africa, right? For like, a, like yeah, $1. No, I'm just kidding. Ex- exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was like, eh, it sounds like a scam to me, brother. So let's, you know, you and your wife, Kelly, which did a phenomenal job on everything that she'd done to have this truck get to me as we speak today. Okay. Um, this guy had lived over in England. Well, his family lived over here. They had a timeshare in Davenport. So what had happened was is she ended up getting sick, his mother. Wow. So they had to sell it, and he drove the truck when he come down here. And it was at the Power Tour 2011. Damn. Um, yeah, the last time the truck was registered was 2013. It hadn't been on the road in 10 years. Wow. So what happened was is he emailed Billy and said, hey, you know, I've got a storage building. There's a truck in there, and I just really need to get it cleaned out because I've been playing on, you know, paying on this since 2013. Okay. Same, wow. same storage unit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, because it was a storage unit, not, not like a car note. Right. It was a storage unit. So he had been paying from England on this whole time. So Billy was like, yeah, you know, well, let's check it out. So Kelly emailed the guy back. They sent messages back and forth. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the guy sent a picture of the title, a picture of the registration, a picture of his driver's license, the, the note for the, um, the storage unit. So we were like, okay, maybe this is real. Let's go check it out. Yeah, and how did so Billy, Billy connect? How did Billy originally connect with them? Was it like, did he know Billy was in the trucks, or like, was there? He uh, he stated in his note, and I've got the note, and the next show that we're going to be together, I want to bring you all this okay. information so you can check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's really cool. But um, Billy messaged the guy back and said, you know, okay, yeah, we were, you know, he noticed, he recognized hardcore from oh. years back from from being in you know in the states wow and uh yeah and he was like you guys seem like a really good club um you know i've got this vehicle here i'm not going to be able to do anything with it i intended on sending it to uh to england but it's just too much and he has a family now so he can't afford it so you know he um him and billy talked back and forth so, like I said, we ended up going over to the storage unit, and Billy asked me if I wanted the truck. He goes, you help me clean out the storage unit, you can have the truck. Really? And, 
yeah, he was like, I have no use for it, no place to put it, you know, and I just, what I don't brother, have time. Man. That's awesome. Oh, man. That's, I mean, you talk about looking yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's always done that. He's always been like that with me and, you know, with, you know, the others, you know, in the club and things like that. He, you know, he's, he's him and Kelly, they're, they're really good-hearted people, and they're, they're friends till the end. Wow. So, so like, what's your mind? Like, you're thinking, hey, a mini truckers, that's like, you're talking a Mazda extra cab, right? That's like yeah, hitting the lotto, dude. I mean, you got to be like cloud nine, dude. You're like going, okay, yes. man, we're we're doing this. We're doing, the, you know, the mini yeah. trucker in you. It felt like I was cheating on my S10, though. I was like, oh, man, you know, yeah. I got to bring her ugly sister home, you know. So, right, right. You know, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's a 1990 Mazda um, SE5 um, extra cab. It's super clean. There's a couple little dents, of course. It's a 1990. Yep, yep. But, you know, I took the, the stereo. He had a huge kicker box with two 12s and an amp in the back. I took that out. Me and Cody took that out last night and raised up the the compartment in the back under the seats. The jack and everything is brand spanking new, never been touched. Wow. It's got 151,000 miles on it, and um, he just replaced the clutch pressure plate and throwout bearing before he went over there. So what do I do? Automatically, I put a four-inch block in the back and drop the torsion bar. <laughs> yeah, <So>. buddy. <laughs> So, you know, I sent it to Tim, and Tim replaced, I replaced everything on the front end, um, you know, upper, lower ball joints, everything, new gas tank, new fuel pump, um, Matt that's with our club, he uh, he also helped me out a bunch. You know, when I first got the truck, I was like, man, I just don't know if I want to start it. And, um, and he come over to the house, we gave it a quick tilt bed to check out the, uh, the fuel situation mm-hmm. and uh, you know huge huge south matt that was uh you know that really helped me out a bunch and got me on the road where i'm at now and i just drove it home from work i started driving it uh yesterday dude oh really so just this week okay yeah and, and yeah it's I been forget- two months and, and you said it was uh it's a stick yeah it's five speed which i don't uh, now I do remember why I never liked a five-speed and I-4 traffic, but, you know, it's all good. Yeah, it's funny because when I got the 90 <laughs> Mazda, I hadn't driven a stick since I had the Amigo many, many, many years ago. And right. the, the truck, you know, got delivered over here, and I went for the first drive, and I was like, man, I don't know if I remember how to drive this. And it was like, boom. <laughs> it, it, it was like you learning, you know, just getting up from bed, you know, and walking. I was yeah. Like, yeah, I know how to do this. And it was kind of cool, you know. Now, granted, I'm not in a lot of traffic, but it brought back a lot of memories of being, like, even you having, like, the the later model truck, you know, kind of early 2000s, those trucks in that era, they're a little bit more, what's the word, primitive, maybe, where, like, when yes. you're driving it, you kind of feel the road and stuff. And, and I appreciated that kind of as a throwback mini, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's what I'm saying is, is you know, we come from static vehicles. We mm-hmm. come from dropping them with blocks and heating up the springs, cutting <laughs> the coils and whatnot. You know, now I've got an air ride truck. No, it doesn't ride anything like an air ride truck, but the appreciation and the nostalgia and knowing what you've got underneath you and just being able to drive and cruise, 
and just people coming by giving you a thumbs up you know and it's just it's a great thing i I love that little truck and and i love the people that helped me get it to where it needs to be yeah i'm happy for you it's a kind of a reddish color right is it reddish orange i think it's it's, red it's fire engine red fire engine red yeah good color for you and um like you said you can kind of you know, we kind of established earlier with the bikes and the BMX stuff, you know, you can kind of relive, you know, I don't want to say your childhood, but our younger years, right, I think is a better way to put it, and, and kind yeah. of get back to our roots a little bit, and then, hey, when you want to drive the bag deal, you jump in the other one, so it's kind of that cool, you know, uh, balance that you have now. Exactly, yeah, you kind of switch off what you want to do, you know, if you want to fill every bump, then in the red truck. <laughs> yeah. Now, if anybody's yeah. got a topper out there for a Mazda, I'll take it. Don't call Mark. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, you call me. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take it, man. Let me give you my number. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. but but seriously, I mean, it, it is neat. Uh, the one I got doesn't have the little, I call them jump seats in the back. I think they were removed. But um, uh-huh. a lot of the other stuff's there. I got to put the AC in it. Uh, it was kind of some of the stuff under the hood was removed. But, you know, the trucks, it's crazy when I think back to when I was younger, uh, uh, old friend of mine, you know, going back many years, his name was Nathan. His parents always had like 87 Corollas and 88 Hondas and all this. And I used to look at those cars all those years later and go, man, the dashes look new. Like, like whatever yeah. they were injecting into their stuff, you know, wasn't like what <laughs> I mean, the Americans were doing with our stuff. Cause you know, you'll look back at the trucks of that era and the dashes are just thrashed. A lot of these, right. now, of course, that's kind of a lower mile truck, but still even to 250,000 miles, you'll see these trucks and you go, man, the dashes aren't cracked and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, the only thing wrong with the, this, the red truck, the Mazda is the carpet, you know, it yep. definitely needs to be replaced from stains, but there's one tear in the driver's side seat. It's still got the jump seats in the back. They look brand spanking new. The whole interior looks immaculate, the dash, everything, everything works on the truck. Even the clock on the dash. Wow. Still works. Got air condition, everything. I mean, it's just time capsule. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That's very absolutely. Cool. Well, I'm excited for you, man. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your family before I let you go. But, uh, dude, okay. I got I, I announced this earlier. I'm going to ask Biggity Mike the Mayor's out this week. So I was going to see if you want to play some trivia this week, man. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah, I can give it a shot, brother. Now it's time to get serious. Dude, and I don't know. The good thing is, if you don't get it right, it kind of makes me excited because then we get to you know, take a tick mark from Mike's binder. <laughs> but right. I have a feeling you may know this one. Um, but I just thought of it today. I was like, man, I'm having Mark Bishop on. We're chatting with him now. And uh-huh. you have a little connection to this place out this in that area. And I wanted to ask if you happen to know what year Walt Disney World in Florida opened. 1971. Dude, I think you got it. As far as my intel, I <laughs> I, I think it's from where I've seen it was 10-1-1971. And here's a fun one. One of my best friends, John, his parents were both there on opening day, they told me. But they weren't together. Wow. They hadn't met. They both drove over because it was such a big thing. But the reason uh-huh. why I asked you that is because your family, like you said earlier, well, I think before we started, you had mentioned your family has worked there a long time, but I think your mother-in-law even worked there back to almost that year. Yeah, she uh, she actually started working there in 1973. That's sick, dude. That's yeah, crazy. And, and now, uh, now my wife works there, uh, my son works there, and my daughter-in-law works there. 
Yeah, and here's a bonus for Mike if you can get this. Do you remember in the beginning, I've heard the stories about how the ticketing system was. Mm-hmm. It was like, right, you, what do you remember about that? I remember each ride you had to have an e-ticket. <laughs> yeah, an e-ticket. And you couldn't, like, yeah. if you bought, like, it wasn't like what it was today, I don't think. Like, if you bought a ticket to get into a theme park, it's like, okay, you're full board. You go ride the roller coaster. But it wasn't yeah. like that. No, not at all. No, you had to have certain tickets, you know, e-tickets and things for for the different rides. Crazy, dude. Yeah, you got it, man. I appreciate uh, you playing this <laughs> week. Mike's going to be happy. Um Good. Before we end, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, your sons, you know, I know Cody's a mini trucker, your oldest son, he's, you know, um, you know, we're working on a truck with the grandson. Talk to us a little about your family, because I know you're proud of them and uh, your sons and then your grandson, I know, has had a lot of things that uh, he's had to battle through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To start out with uh, Cody, um, you know, he's uh, he's got him a little uh, 1992 Isuzu pup. You know, regular cab. Um, he absolutely loves the truck. He loves the truck scene. Um, you know, he's uh, he's all about it, and um, that's the way I, you know, taking him to shows. And he really enjoys that that time together. You know, with with the old pops and whatnot. So, you know, um, and my other son John, which lives right outside of Atlanta, he bought Cody's old '95 S10. Oh, really? That was the one that uh, was that small town throwdown a couple years ago? Exactly. Yep, yep. That's that's the one he bought. Um, so he got that, and the reason why he got it is he wanted to start working on it with uh, my grandson, uh, Little John. Um, a lot of people know that uh, Little John has had um, quite, a, quite a journey. Um, he had a brain tumor removed, and... Um, you know, he, uh, he absolutely loves the truck. You know, he's, uh, he was two years old when they, when he went into surgery, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of doubt of, and, uh, what could be, you know, um, there's still a lot of unknowns. Uh, we've got some issues that, you know, that he has to work out, you know, that we found out this weekend, hopefully in prayers, you know, that, that everything will turn out to be okay. But um, for that little guy, you know, to go out and say that he wants to start his truck, he wants to, to ride in his truck with his dad um, and listen to Slaughter to Prevail. Hmm. You know, we face, we FaceTime with our masks. You know, they bought me, they bought me a mask and he's got, you know, he's got a gold one. I got a red one. Awesome. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's the little things like that, you know, and, and I've got 10 grandkids. So I'm really? hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that I can get some more into the mini trucking. Yeah, it's amazing. And I ask everybody to say some prayers for little John out there. I, I'll do that. And, you know, I have been. And, um, you Thank know, you. It, it, it's tough. I think, you know, before we started, we kind of had a quick conversation where it's like, you know, oftentimes we could think, man, I'm having a bad day. I'm a little stressed, you know, but you got to like right. think sometimes you got to stop and kind of go, man, like, okay, I'm dealing with a, a tough client or I'm having a bad day with my supervisor, whatever. But, yeah. the, you know, there's always people out there that have it tougher and there's nothing more tough to me that kind of you got to fight back the tears sometimes it's just seeing a little one. There's a guy at my work, Pete, his grandson, um, Landon, he has something to do, you know, he has this, some sort of cancer. And he's just a little guy. 
and they thought yeah. he was like totally done, you know, and he got down to the, towards the end and they're like, dude, they started realizing, he, you know, and he can't be around a lot of people and stuff like that, but he's like a little trooper, you know, Pete tells me about him. And I think yeah. to myself, like, like that's the stuff right there, you know, whether you're a parent of a kid like that or a little kid that's just, you know, your, your future's unknown. You, you just got to sometimes go, you know what? Uh, maybe someone cutting you off in the car wasn't such a big deal, you know, because you got exactly. bigger things in life to, to really focus your, your time and energy. And, and people that are complaining about things, I sometimes go, you know what? Focus that energy instead of complaining about something. I try to do this too. Like, you know, d- d- throw together a little car show to bring some smiles to a kid's face or, uh, you know, I know the Spark Show, they've done some things, you know, with the pops, you know, and, and raising those for the, the local charity and stuff. Like, to me, it's like if you can right. channel your energy into a positive versus a negative, it's going to help little kids like little John, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he's coming down um, in October. He wants to, you know, they want to go to Slam Fest. And I'm trying to get my son to bring him back down in January so you know that that way he can bring his truck he wants to show his truck so awesome. you know I'm, I'm i'm hoping that uh, that we can make that work for eastbound get down that would uh, that mean a lot to him very cool i tell you what i mean i met some of your family um it was cody right that was um he he got engaged at small town throwdown right when yes when, yeah. when the crew was throwing that and I thought that was really cool. And, you know, he, he always got, he's always got great things to say every time I see him and, you know, you've done uh, a lot of work, you know, you think about it, it's not easy to raise a family, right. And, and have right. a career and now you're kind of on your second career and, you know, you were in the trucks and you took a little break like many of us do, but you're back, you know, and you're enjoying it. Yeah. So to me, like, you know, it's a tip of the cap to a guy like you that is a hardcore mini trucker, let's be honest. But, um, uh, you know, it brings you. you a lot of joy, not only to you, but we've, we've learned it's trickling down to even your grandson. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, just like the, the stresses in life, the things that I've seen being in the fire service, things that I had gone through, even my family had gone through, you know, they had gone through it with me through all the years of doing it. Going to a show is a huge stress relief. The driving the truck just getting out and just riding down the road with just your music turned on and just cruising. And that's the best feeling in the world. Dude, that's like a mic drop right there, man. We need to put that on the sticker <laughs> somehow, man. We need to get some digital <laughs> stickers, man, with you saying that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. $100 <laughs> stickers. Come and get them. <laughs> yeah, man. We got free crackers, $10 waters, and $100 <laughs> stickers, buddy. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> Mark, listen, I appreciate you sharing your story and, um, you know, to your grandson, little John, you know, uh, we will we, we'll continue to wish him the best. It's, it's cool to hear John and Cody are so, uh, ingrained in, into many trucks and, and why don't you give a huge shout out to your wife? I know she's put up with you for 30 plus almost. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, almost October 30. actually, yeah. uh, actually October will be 25 years married. Wow. So. Wow! Congrats. Yeah, yeah, that's man. I'm just looking forward to many, many more. She's a blessing, and um, you know, I I couldn't have done this without her, dude. Well, listen, man, I can't wait to hang out with you at the next show. It's always great, um, and you know, certainly appreciate your friendship and you just being a, a true hardcore mini trucker. Let's be honest. But tip of the <laughs> cap to all the hardcore crew out there. I guess pun intended. 
Uh, there's a lot of good ones, including Billy and Tim and, and a lot of good guys out there. So just keep doing what you do, Mark. And uh, if you ever want to get rid of the Mazda, give me a call. Just kidding. Yeah, we'll do it, brother. But thank you very much, uh, Jason. I greatly appreciate it. Stay on the rise. Everyone enjoy the weekend. Again, September 11th is coming up. Be thankful for what you got. There's a lot of people that we lost 21 years ago. And Mark, money and blessings to your family, brother. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it.